the rise of direct to consumer. I'm Tanya Hall and joining me is Michael Lagoni, CEO of Stackline. Welcome, Michael. Thanks for having me. Of course, give us a, a, a explain what Stackline does and give us a, a brief look, if you will, into how you founded the company. Stackline is a technology company based here in downtown Seattle. And we provide a range of data, software tools, and services that help the biggest consumer brands in the world manage their e-commerce business. Uh, so we're helping over 2,000 different consumer brands uh, across all departments and industries, selling through Amazon, Walmart.com, on Instacart, on Target.com, and through their own DTC platforms. So there's a lot of work involved and a lot of technology and best practices to run that ecosystem really, really well. And Stackline really equips brands with all of the tools they need to do that. Explain the state of direct-to-consumer marketing. Where was it a year ago? Where is it today? And where do you see it in the, in the near future? Well, I think it's a really exciting part of the industry right now. And um, first, because you have so many consumer brands entering the direct-to-consumer arena for the first time. you know. Um, over the past several years, you've had a very, very small portion of consumer brands actually sold directly to the end consumer. You know, the big brands historically have built their businesses to ship truckloads of products to the brick and mortar retail stores or truckloads of goods to the you know, e-commerce fulfillment centers. And the retailers handled all the interaction with the end consumer at that point. The brands were kind of behind the scenes. Uh, but now with the rise of e-commerce and brands are realizing how it's really, really important for them to have a one-to-one -one relationship with their end consumer and talk to them directly and kind of build and, and, and nurture that relationship over the long term. You're seeing more and more of these consumer brands um, set up their own DTC platforms uh, and, and, and talking and selling directly to the end consumer. Uh, historically, only 10% of brands actually did that, sold DTC. I think that over the next 12 to 18 months, you're going to see that ratio completely flip, where about 90% plus of consumer brands will be entering the direct-to-consumer arena for the first time. And so I think that's the first big trend we're going to see, is many, many more of our favorite brands that we typically have you know, purchased in-store or maybe on a big retail platform like Amazon, we're going to be able to buy it directly from their site for the first time ever. So that's really the first change is you're gonna have a wave of the biggest companies in the world all moving into this space. From a marketing perspective, that's gonna create a lot more competition. Um, just because simply you're gonna have many, many more companies, you know, all trying to talk to customers and sort of reach them through, you know, traditional digital marketing channels. So sort of the um, cost to acquire customers, I think will continue to rise and the, the competition is gonna to continue to rise because of that. Um, so we, we can certainly talk more about that, um, you know, in the episode, but I think the most important strategy or the outcome of this is companies are going to shift more focus to, you know, not necessarily acquiring new customers, but how do you maintain cu customers you currently have? How do you drive more loyalty, more long-term engagement, more repeat orders to make sure that you can really increase that lifetime value? Um, because it's going to get more and more competitive to get that first customer and capture that first order, the real sort of, I think, mechanism and, and real way to kind of build a long-term viable business in this channel is to have a great relationship with the end customer. That way they keep coming back to your site again and again to reorder. And that's going to really, I think, separate the companies that have a, a better business over the long term from, from those that don't. How has the data revolution contributed to the growth of DTC? 
Well, I think that there are so many elements of it, but the, the stat that stands out in my mind is um, the number of brands that are sort of engaging and talking to customers um, kind of one-on-one -on -one is growing 274% per year. Um, so that's just a remarkable sort of level of growth where the number of companies that are now, you know, employing the tools and the software they need to actually engage with these end consumers for the first time is growing so incredibly rapidly. And that engagement is opening up all types of new, you know, opportunities. So first, if, if you're a brand or manufacturer and you're talking to the end consumer, you can learn a lot from them about how do they feel about your brand or what are their thoughts about your products or what features you have or maybe don't have. So the type of data that you can get back from, from your actual consumer, your end customer is pretty valuable. You know, it can help transform your marketing efforts going forward, but it can also transform your new product development roadmap. Um, if you know more about the specific features or ingredients that, you know, your target audience truly enjoys and what separates you maybe from the competition, um, it can really transform some cr pretty critical parts of your overall business. Along those lines, you know, influencers on social media have had a huge impact on consumers and what they buy. In fact, there's a trend, you know, things that TikTok made me buy. How important is social media in DTC? Well, I think it's incredibly important because, you know, just as I talked about earlier, one of the most critical elements is building that loyal customer over the long term and driving more, you know, um, repeat orders and loyalty. I think right up front, with so many more brands entering this space, you know, there's currently 136,000 unique brands that sell in the e-commerce channel today in the United States, 136,000. And that's growing about 20% per year. And so it's getting more and more difficult to really stand out from the crowd and to drive real brand awareness um, and to get your company to be recognized and to just get that kind of mental um, kind of share of voice uh, that you really need with your target audience. And so social media platforms and influencer marketing are one of the, I think, fastest growing areas for a brand to do just that, to get these really kind of powerful advocates and brand ambassadors to share your brand, share your story, um, share information about maybe your new hit product line. And uh, you know, some other statistic that we've looked at recently is of all e-commerce sales here in the United States, 64% of those sales begin with a branded search. It starts with the consumer who says, you know what? Not only do I know that I need a new trail running shoe, I need a Nike trail running shoe. And they actually do a branded search for Nike or include some element of the brand name, right? 64% of e-commerce sales start with some type of branded search element. That just shows how valuable a brand sort of recognition is or brand awareness truly is. So I think, you know, in a world where there's many, many more brands entering this space, uh, really driving awareness through influencers, through your social media following is going to become even more critical, you know, in the years going forward. How do you see DTC navigating through the landscape of consumer privacy regulations like GDPR and, and CCPA? Well, I think that there certainly is, is a lot more awareness about how brands can manage, you know, first party customer data um, and what types of, you know, tools or technologies they can put in place to really ensure that information is secure and isn't used for any purpose that the end customer 
wouldn't want their first party information to ever be used for. Um, so I think the brands are really getting educated, but also the customers, the end consumer, um, are, are becoming more and more aware of how they want to own and control their data. Um, and they should be given, you know, that, that kind of choice and be able to select that option with any, you know, brand or, or enterprise they choose to do business with. So I, I think certainly both of those elements will help. What recommendations can you offer the, the brands, if you will, that are considering their own uh, DTC strategy? Well, I would say first is you want to get started as quickly as possible. I, I think it's such a big um, enterprise, that, that DTC arena, where it really encapsulates so many different functions. Um, it would touch within an individual company, within an individual brand organization, you would have to involve um, the marketing teams. Uh, the supply chain and inventory teams, uh, the warehousing teams, the product teams, uh, the content marketers, right? So it would touch almost every facet of a company um, to really deploy a successful direct-to-consumer business. And because of that, I have seen many companies move really, really slow. Decision-making can be slow just because there are so many stakeholders involved. And I've seen companies take three years um, to have all those conversations internally and get buy-in. Um, and, and just kind of let those debates go on and on without taking any real action. I've seen similar size companies be up and running in 30 days and they elect to just get started because with this industry moving so fast, I think one of the most important elements is to start building the expertise internally. You need to know how to operate a direct-to-consumer business. What technology to use? Are you going to use Shopify or Magento? Um, how are you going to manage your email marketing? How are you going to manage your first-party data? How are you going to allocate your advertising budget between influencer marketing on Instagram versus Facebook shops uh, and everything in between? And there's so many decisions to be made and so many areas of expertise you have to build up as a brand that really moving fast and at least rolling up your sleeves and getting started and building the expertise internally, I think is by far the most important piece um, because otherwise you could let those cross-functional debates rage internally for years and years and years and never really get anywhere. Michael Lagoni, CEO of Stackline. If somebody wants to connect with you, Michael, what's the best way they can do that? The best way is just to reach out through our website at stackline.com. Sounds good, Michael. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. And find more of my interviews right here or at tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.